Bavakama, Perkei, Mishnadad, 5, 4, and the last before we turn our attention in earnest to the Avnezik of Bor. And the topic of this Mishnah is a little bit off topic. Um, it's the topic of Demei Vlados, which means the financial compensation one makes uh, if he causes a woman uh, to miscarry. So the Pasuk that governs this is a Pasuk in Shmos, Perk Chafalaf, Pasuk Chaf Base, 21, 22 there, in Mishpatim, which says, Vechi Natsu Anashim. When men fight, and men here is operative according to most shitas, it's the fact that we're going to say men as opposed to animals, which is why we're going to say in the mission that if an animal does this, there's no compensation required. But if men are fighting, the nagfu ishahara, and then one of the men end up um, hitting a pregnant woman, deha, and then she miscarries, son, but um, but nobody dies from the injury. Just that, well, there's a a miscarriage, so that, that unborn fetus dies, um, but no, no full-blown living person dies. Anoshia Anesh, you shall certainly punish the person who caused the miscarriage. Kasher Yashisalav Bal Haisha, according to what um, is appropriate, um, you will exact and give it to the Bal Haisha, to the husband of the woman who lost her baby. So this basically boils down to a financial um, compensation which is given under normal circumstances to the husband uh, who loses his child, <clears throat> as opposed to the wife, um, although she's the one losing it, of course. Um, and it's uh, it's basically, as we'll see in the Mishnah, it's like a financial compensation for the loss of the child itself, meaning this is something independent of the usual payments that are coming from an injury. When a person's normally injured, as I said before, we'll see more details in, in Parakhes, there's these five categories of payments. There's the nezek, the depreciation, the tsar, the physical payment, the boshes, the emotional suffering, the 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 um, the sheves, the unemployment, and the repoy, the medical bills. So, um, in the case we have here, let's just say that one of the men, you know, pushed the woman in the stomach, causing no permanent damage and no embarrassment and no real suffering. Let's just say the baby hypothetically just pops out. So the point is, but there's still, of course, a loss of the baby, and that requires some compensation. So because of that, the mission here says, and by the way, the mission says um, that it's it's lo yason, that nobody died, because if the woman would have actually suffered a much more severe injury, which caused her death, uh, God forbid, so then we'd have this other issue of kamle b'dirab that, like we said before, when there's a, a capital crime that's been committed, killing a woman, um, then we don't consider financial compensation anyway, and this is really just a financial a financial payment. So, on that topic, the missionary says, "Shor miskaven If you have some bull who's intending to, you know, attack another bull, here chavero means like his fellow bull, vehika es haisha, and the bull misses his target and ends up crashing into a lady, viatsu yilada, and she miscarries. the the um, The fetus comes out of her. So pater midemei vlados. So the owner of the cow, the mazik, so. He, who caused the damage? He does not pay anything to the the father of this of this uh, miscarried child because, as I told you before, most learn the pasuk says anashim it's men and that excludes animals. As uh, simple as that. That's that's how that's the pashas. Okay. Now, view Adam. If it were a person, shayim miskaven lechaver. If you have Mister A who is trying to hit Mister B, but instead of hitting Mister B, vehika esaisha. He hits someone who's pregnant, Mr. B's wife, for argument's sake. 
v'yatsu yiladah, and she miscarries. So then mishalom demei vlados. Then Mr. A, who caused the injury and caused the miscarriage, he's the one who left to pay this demei vlados, this financial compensation, uh, to uh, the the husband. Now, the remark speaks out here that demei vlados um, is... Well, let's see here. So the Mishnah says, Ketza Mishalom Demei Vlados. How do you do the calculation to figure out how much you have to pay? Shaman Isha Kama Hiyafa Ajlo Yalada. You calculate the difference in how much she was worth, like on the like as a slave, so to speak, um, before she miscarried. Vakama Hiyafa Mishalda, and how much she's um, would be worth now as a, as a, if she were hypothetically sold as a slave. So that loss of her, you know, she lost a baby. She's now less productive potentially, she's worthless. And therefore, um, there's a payment to be made. The truth is, says the Gemara, there are actually two separate components. There's the issue of how much the, that unborn baby was worth in terms of her added value, if you will. There's also the issue of that a woman who's pregnant looks more healthy, she's more robust, she's she's heavier and, and bigger, and that is, in the time of the Mishnah, certainly considered to be that's attractive and appealing, and that being the case, um, so that's also like a loss, that she she loses the pregnancy and then loses uh, that aspect of her, of her physical person as well. I'm going to be Shem ben Gamliel. Shem Gamliel says, wait a second. Im kain, Mishaisha yoledes Mishabachas. He says, that makes no sense. If that's how you calculate it, so the truth is that at least when it comes to a first time the woman's giving birth, she actually is worth more after she gives birth than before. Why? Says Shem ben Gamliel, because if you're buying a hypothetical slave and she's pregnant, so you have to be afraid that maybe the baby's not going to come out okay and actually the woman will die in childbirth. It was quite common um, for women to die in childbirth, uh, especially the first baby, um, if she wasn't able to give birth in general. So then this, of course, would be lethal for her. They estimate something like around 2% of all childbirths in antiquity ended up um, in uh, in the mother dying. So it's a dangerous business. So therefore, um, says Rabbi Shem Gamaliel, you know, people would rather have a woman who's not about to give birth because they wouldn't have to duck the chance that she's not going to make it at all. So therefore, he says, Make a calculation of how much the child as a standalone is worth. Like, there's different sheets as exactly how you calculate that. But in terms of if you hypothetically own a talk to a slave owner who's, whose slave is giving birth, how much would you pay for the child to be okay, and for or to her, um, to not abort the child, and then that kind of compensation, that's what you would owe to the father of this child. Um, now, the assumption is that it's there's a husband to give the money to, and I'm going to speak this out again. The, if the woman herself would, let's say, you know, suffer physical damage, I don't know, she also, she lost an arm, so then that nezek would go to her, like her pocket, as opposed to her husband's pocket. If she endures tsar physical pain, that would go to her pocket. But the loss of the the child uh, is a loss that, under normal circumstances, gets financial compensation that goes to the father of the child. Um, and similarly, the the loss of 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 her of her uh, of her bulk um, and losing that that. Uh, because she loses her baby and she becomes like not pregnant, loses her pregnancy body. So that also would go to the father. Um, the Mishnah first was the Baal, a husband, but the truth is it would be the father if they hypothetically weren't married. Um, but it's a financial payment, and that being the case, if hypothetically uh, the father, meanwhile, had died, so now you can't pay it to him, so who would the payment go to? Um, if there's no father to give it to, no husband to give it to, so you'd give it to the husband's heirs, meaning not to the woman, but the husband's heirs, because the financial payment that's due to him, 
And if it's due to him, so then his heirs are the ones who are entitled to his financial payments. The Rambam rules that if at the time of the miscarriage itself, already the husband was dead, the father was dead, so then he's not the one who's entitled in the first place. It would go to her and not to his heirs. That's the Rambam Paskins. Shulchan Aruch brings that shita, but the Ramah argues and says, no, it would go anyways to the, the heirs of the father, even if he was dead prior to the miscarriage. Now, now, if the woman who lost the baby has no husband, and she herself is a shifcha shinshtachra, meaning she was a freed slave who married another freed slave, or she's a gioras, a convert who married another ger. The point is that a person who is, um, every Jew has heirs, because there's always someone in the family tree, all the Jewish people ultimately are related. Whereas if a person converts, and they're like, like a newborn child, if they have no children of their own, so then they're severed off from the family tree, and their parents or their uncles and so on would not be heirs, they would not inherit. So the point here is, if we're talking about a woman who she and her husband both have no one to inherit them, so then who would be the heir to get this payment for the Dmei Vlados? The answer is there is no one to give it to. And the rule is that if a, a convert who has no heirs dies, so then whoever grabs stuff first gets it because it's half it's ownerless there's no one it doesn't float anybody through like a nachla and that being the case if there's a payment due to like the father of this lost child but there's no father to give it to and no heirs who would then you know inherit that obligation then it sort of devolves back into the pocket of the person who caused the damage he would keep it for himself